do 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 all right we're gone <laughs> all right hello and welcome to fit versus fat where sierra ignores my text but she'll watch my instagram stories <laughs> story of my fucking life. no literally i did text you though no i said bitch i'm depressed no but Can you leave no me alone? when i texted you you just didn't answer at all. But then I'm on Instagram, and all I see is your little face in the corner <laughs> of who watched my fucking stories. It was me. No, you're fucking Peekaboo, bitch. All right, um, before getting into everything, make sure to leave a review. Send us your stories. At the end of every podcast, we do a shout-out to those who leave us a review. Thank you for that. And to those that send us an email, we also read an email at the end of every podcast, whether it's heartfelt, it's funny, you name it, we're going to read it. Right? Send an email. You might get lucky. Maybe. We're famous. We're not famous, uh-huh. but we will read it. Um, how was uh, your week? I haven't seen you. We've been pretty good on a schedule of recording every the same day of the week. Yeah. So how is your how is your week? Oh, it's a, it's bad, bitch. Please tell me more. Um, so I lost my job. <laughs> All right. What that else? Fun. Um, I've been eating like shit. <laughs> Yay. Would you blame that on losing the job? I don't know. I'm just an emotional eater. Oh, I just yeah. like we to eat when I'm sad. Yep, we talked about it. And, you know, I'll eat like 4,000 calories in a day. And that's just I'm Just kidding. In an hour, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, but other than that, same same old, same old. No, did you do anything fun over the weekend? Oh, shit. What did I do this weekend? Just no, work. I worked. Really? Yep. Both? Both days? Um, no, I didn't work Sunday. But I slept, uh, slept, what did I do? I slept Sunday. Oh, okay. Yeah. All, All right. Sunday. All what about Sunday. you, player? Um, yeah, I don't think I did anything. Well, I think I just... We're boring. Per usual, you asked me what I did, I, I worked out. God, disgusting. Yeah, that's pretty much all I did. Um, so... I, if you guys, I say this every single fucking time, but if you haven't noticed, I ask a random question at the beginning of every podcast. Have you noticed yet? This is going to be the last Christ. podcast that I mentioned that part. <laughs> but um, it's, um, as the white girls would say, PSL season. Girl, <laughs> it is. Have you had one yet? No, I have um, the pumpkin cream cold brew. Bitch. Uh, I haven't had that one yet. Oh my God, it's so Wait, good. Wait, the one that you were drinking before, or is it a different one? What's the brand that you were drinking before? Oh, it's Starbucks. Oh, I've seen that one, but the the difference between that one and the other one in like calories and macros is drastically different. Oh, so the cold brew is not good. Well, there's different ones, or maybe I'm lost. Wait, I'm thinking about drugs? I'm thinking about the macchiato and the lattes. Oh yeah, no, this is it's different. Like cold brew, so it's just like it, it's pretty much like black coffee. Yeah, with like pumpkin flavored fizz whatever the hell is on fizz. the top of it i don't pumpkin know pumpkin flavored fizz yeah. and starbucks has this pumpkin muffin mm. 360 calories my whole meal wait so you're wait so you're going to starbucks and you're getting a muffin but you're making your own cold brew at home no i'm getting oh. both <laughs> i'm getting both. i thought you were buying it in the oh store. no i'm not doing that anymore oh. bitch that is long gone see that's where i was confused I was like i've never seen those pumpkins pumpkins <laughs> It wouldn't be an episode if I did not know how to speak English. Um, no, I I don't know. I don't know why it's such a craze. I feel like at least I just don't, I don't know. Like, it's not great, but it's good enough. So do you, like, are you somebody who, like, when October comes around, you're watching a scary movie every night. You're, like, oh, I love posting Halloween. about it. You're, you do. Yeah, I love Halloween. It's my favorite holiday, probably because I'm the devil. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what are you gonna be for Halloween? The devil? Nothing. <laughs> broke. Bro- oh, jobless. A broke. A bum. <laughs> <laughs> Unemployed. So you're, actually, I really like that for you. Yeah. I'm I don't remember that. the last time I dressed up for Halloween. Yeah, me either. I don't do that. I think I was when I was really little. I was Boo from Monsters Inc. When you were really little. When, actually, I've been Boo three times in my life. You know who I'm talking about, Boo? Yes. Like, kitty. Like her. So I did. (laughs) That is you, though. Accurate. Right? The hair. Everything. So I was her when I was, like, really little. I don't know why I said that again. When I was really little. (laughs) And then, like, when I was in high school, I think. And then when I was in college, I was also her. I did, like, the. Are you okay? What do you call this? The pigtails. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. Did those. And I had the little, like, 
ball um, ponytails, <laughs> the pink ones. Are you okay? I had the shirt, and I had the stuffed animal that she would carry around. That's cute. Yeah. I like that. So I, Maybe I mean, I'll do that this year. All right. Then what am I going to be? Be a fat one. <laughs> I'll be the cat. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, we just we went from PSL to Halloween costumes. Okay, so today's topic, um, we have, this is a little different than what we've done before because we've just done so many episodes. Yeah. Episode right? 55. Really? Coming episode <laughs> 9. So, episode 9, we decided, you know what? Let's uh let's us let's us switch it up, right? Yeah. Let's do that. <laughs> so, we have a special guest today. Um his name, actually, can we get a drum roll, please? Dan. What's up, guys? Dan is, um, you know, you guys know him as AKA the Serbian at the underscore Serbian, or um, I call him Dacha. His family calls him Dacha, or my boyfriend. So uh, everybody, you guys are dating? Fuck out. (laughs) No, actually, I have no clue who this man is in the back of the car. (laughs) So, um, yeah, Dan, tell us um, a little bit about yourself, like. How old are you? Like, if the listeners don't know who you are, kind of give us a run. They all do. Dan's famous. Oh. More famous than us. <laughs> More famous than us. Fuck. Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, I, what, I'm 20, just turned 25 in February. Okay. <laughs> so that's a good start. Oh, my um, God. This is his eHarmony profile. <laughs> <laughs> no, bitch! <laughs> um, I'd say what, I've been personal training or just training in general for, past like what five years or so yeah five years or so yeah so i mean that's i guess it officially started when i was like right around 20 ish somewhere around like mid 20s okay but i mean i was you know training since it's i was like yeah officially like maybe when i was 16 since i had to for tennis and conditioning in high school and college but i mean it didn't officially start like really like for real for real until i was like probably 20s so okay well my profile for you is a little bit different than what you said <laughs> you want to hear mine is? well mine is first of all okay let me let's hear yours it looks like you've been training since you were two <laughs> came out the womb doing bicep curls well, i wish honestly <laughs> okay that's my profile that's okay all that's it that's all you had yeah right. mine is um it literally says dan is 25 comma loves fitness comma food more than anything and lately minecraft i'm not judging <laughs> <laughs> How witty are you? He's currently obsessed with Minecraft, right? Minecraft? Or what is it called? <laughs> no, Did I call no. it the wrong Fortnite? thing? No. no, what is it called? I, I don't think I've ever played Minecraft oh, what is it ca- in oh, my life. Oh. That would have been embarrassing. <laughs> that would have been embarrassing. What is it called? <laughs> uh, well, it's actually called the World of Warcraft. Oh, you know. see, craft. I got the craft yeah. confused. The whole thing <laughs> was thrown off by craft for you? What the? F- <laughs> Do you know anything about that game? No, but I know that I know that there's a difference between Minecraft and World of I Warcraft. I don't understand anything about it. Okay, so there's a big difference between okay. the two. But. Whatever. <laughs> um, we brought Dan on not to talk about Minecraft or World of Warcraft, <laughs> but we brought him no on games. to tell his fitness story and then um, more of like a setback story. So. Dan, start with your fitness story. Kind of start, like, what got you into fitness? Um, how long have you been working out? When did you get serious? Kind of just give us the rundown. Like, what really, what made you turn and say fitness is for me? Um, well, I mean, like I said a second ago, I started officially when I was, like, mid-20s. I mean, right around tennis. I mean, college, basically. That was, like, right when I got really serious with it. But, um I mean, yeah, I've been around it since I was, like, 16 years old. I mean, that's when I originally, like, actually, you know, discovered what it was, like, what fitness actually is. I mean, yeah, we did a little bit of weight training, but even then, like, I don't think I actually fully understood what it was truly about. I mean, it was just something to do on the side and, you know, something that I needed to do, even though I didn't really want to. Um, I'd say, like, I originally um, had no interest in it whatsoever. I mean, it honestly, like, I didn't even 
discover any interest in it until I was like pretty much 20s and that was the only reason because I you know had issues going on in my life which honestly like a lot of people don't even know the story at all and I can tell you like even my own family doesn't even know this uh, just because I've kept it on the low for such a long time and it's not something I like to talk about and it was just because originally um, I had some you know severe like issues with you know dealing with my own mental and emotional problems and um I had to basically figure out a way to deal with those, and at that time, and specifically because it was the group that I was in, I had pretty much relied on drinking for that portion, and that was a big portion of my life from when I was right around, I'd say, 17-ish to right around 21, and um, since then, I have not had a single drink, uh, so it's pretty much been, what, four, almost five, <laughs> yeah, four years sober, so it's mm-hmm. been a long time. Um, and it's just because at that point it was when I switched over from drinking into more fitness and that's what really replaced that in terms of therapy in a way and just being able to deal with my problems and being able to take it out in the gym rather than taking it out on just drinking my problems away if that kind of makes sense <laughs> so um yeah I mean that was that's how it originally started and it was so bad at one point that I had no other choice than to you know, figure out a way to replace that. And that's what I did. I mean, I found out, you know, how to train and I learned it from a very good friend of mine and he taught me everything that he knew and he was a very close friend. And honestly, like if he wasn't there, I don't think I ever would have gotten into training or really found a passion for it originally. So, and right around that age of like 20, 21 is when, you know, is when I really started. And that's when I officially quit drinking as well. So, so in regards to, um, like getting started so tennis wasn't your and I'm acting like I don't know you right tennis tennis wasn't your actual starting point it was more tennis was more of just like a passion it didn't really wasn't really too like hey I like fitness I because of tennis that, that you played tennis <laughs> a lot of people don't know that yeah no um, I don't even honestly do a lot of people I don't even look like a I'm a tennis player uh, at no, all. You look Can like you imagine a fucking racket? Big buff Dan out there on the tennis. <laughs> 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 yeah, well, I mean, back in high school, I was 160 pounds, and compared to now, I'm 240. So, <laughs> in the off okay, season, okay, so okay. that's uh, you know 80 pound difference. So I imagine if I stepped on the you know tennis what's it called <laughs> the court, I would be much much slower now than I ever was before. A little bit. So not nearly as athletic as I was when I was a kid. So I at least a lot it. younger. So. <laughs> but no, to answer your question, yes, uh, that was actually originally. Um, what I actually got into in terms of any type of athletic, you know, training or whatnot Mm. that interests me whatsoever. Um, Just like you had soccer, I had tennis, and that was kind of a lead into fitness in terms of weight training and, you know, competing and bodybuilding and things like that. So um, I never even thought, I mean, honestly, I can tell you, I never thought once that I would even start actually or even enjoy weight training even the later portion of my life because even then when I did start it I had no interest for it you know I thought Mm. that I was going to play tennis for (laughs) the rest of my life I mean hell my family wanted me to become you know professional tennis player and everybody (laughs) yeah everybody wanted me to so I mean and it's something that I really loved I love that sport more than anything I you know could play it all day long but once I got to college and everything just kind of changed and I started playing for their team and it was a lot more serious and became way more of a job than it did a sport so that's when I started you know really hating it and just completely burnt out which happens to I'd say like pretty much 50% of the athletes out there oh more than that absolutely I say more than that oh yeah because we all think we're going pro Mm -hmm. and I think we've said this like more than once on the podcast yeah oh this is a whole episode yeah well we keep saying we're gonna do but yeah you literally think that it does. It becomes a job, and it wears you out. If you don't have a good relationship with your coach, it just fucks everything. Like, did you have a good relationship with your coach? Yeah, or? I mean, I honestly, like, our coaches were more friendly to us rather than, like, they were more of, like, a friendly type of person, kind of like your best friend, mm-hmm. not really a coach necessarily. Mm-hmm. So not as so, much So, like, it, didn't, it wasn't much of a pressure, and especially when I got to college, it was the same way. Like, our coach, he played with us all the time. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't even that much of a, like, professional relationship whatsoever. It was more just, like, a very friendly one. Um, so that's what actually kept it really fun. But the other portion was the fact that we were just training so much and like there were so many like required practices and just like you know 
time scheduling and it was just too much at one point like mm -hmm. all at once and that's what really just burnt me out but um and i think also the fact that everyone just really just wanted me to succeed so much mm -hmm. in that sport and pressure. that's what really put a lot of pressure on me and mm -hmm. just made me kind of you know quit all around at, the, at one point <laughs> right did you walk on or did you no, uh, I had a scholarship to play. Okay. So um, they paid me in scholarship, and honestly, like that was just a two-year uh, at a community college, and oh. then I was planning to play a four-year at a D1, which was my plan right after that um, at U of I, and that's where I wanted to study <laughs> my uh, degree and whatnot that I was trying to go for nutrition, uh, which originally was aviation, and then switched to nutrition. <laughs> mm -hmm. So A pilot we, to a nutritionist. Yeah, what? so, and that's when, right around the same time when I switched that degree was when I found an interest in fitness so kind of went hand in hand cool very interesting um do you have <laughs> cooler do you have any tips um for those that are listening that are male or female listeners that are maybe struggling with something and they're looking for an outlet or they just started their journey and they don't know where to start like do you have any tips for people um in that realm whether they're young, they're in their teens, kind of like when you figured a lot of that stuff out. I'd say the biggest tip that I can offer anybody is reach out to people that know much more about it than you do. So people who have been in the industry for a long time, not, I wouldn't say people that are, you know, very popular, you know, like very popular Instagram fitness influencers, whatever it may be, but maybe someone around you who's a very good close friend of yours that knows a lot more about it um, because I can tell you right now like the number one thing that I wish I knew was information a lot more when I was younger because mm. um, if I knew what I knew now back then it would be totally different as to where I am now yeah um, and I wish I knew honestly like <laughs> the amount of information I know now um, so that would be the biggest thing because like honestly like a lot of people have that issue of starting out in their fitness goals and mm -hmm. they don't know where to start so right. being able to have somebody there next to you or someone who knows more about it than you do might be able to help you get on that track right it's so. crazy because i don't think that you guys realize that you guys are like the best kind of influencers like you're actually influencing people because so many influencers like i mean so many mm -hmm. even with way less followers followers than you guys are not doing it to influence, to educate, to th do that. Mm. They're doing it to get famous or mm. to work for Gymshark or mm. to, you know, like, so it's so crazy. Like, you guys are, like, the best type of influencers <laughs> there are. <laughs> Cry about it. <laughs> I fucking will, bitch. <laughs> wow, that was actually sweet. I think the, the biggest thing with that is, like, I, we don't, I don't know. Like, I think in, like, you say it like that and how we see it is it's not that we're like the word influencer like we're just when I am working with someone or someone reaches out and asks a question I'm just answering and giving out the education that I have or he's doing the same so it's like but a lot of people don't do that I guess I don't know I don't a good portion of people don't like that's just what it is because people yeah. are doing it to get famous now not to actually educate you on what it is that they know like mm -hmm. you you guys just want to give the information that you guys have mm -hmm. to help people and no, nobody really does that. Well, I think that's also because, you know, people are different in terms of what they love to do and what their passion is. So, like, obviously, if you have a passion in something, then you'll do it regardless of what the cost is. Mm. You know, I think a lot of people in the industry, they their biggest factor is trying to make money off of it if mm -hmm. they're good at it, mm. um, which is good. I mean, that's there's nothing wrong with that. But I think if you really have a passion or you really want to be a big influence in the fitness industry, I think being able to help people without getting anything in return would be <laughs> something that's a lot more uh, influential <laughs> uh, not really the term I'm looking All for right. but <laughs> <laughs> yeah but I guess just you know more important and you know people they just I don't know it just it just seems like it, it's something that's sought after more than just you know being someone who wants to make money quick buck off of somebody that's mm. you know you're selling them a workout plan or anything like that rather than actually you know taking the time to message them and help them if they ask you a question mm -hmm. um, which a lot of people don't do you know not at all I've barely met anybody that does and you know their first instinct is to make money off of whatever they're you know doing so mm -hmm. In regards to... Okay, wait. There's a whole thing that I just realized. You 
are not from this country. Can you please tell people <laughs> about that? Like, why would we not address that situation? Uh, yeah, so <laughs> I'm actually Serbian, but I honestly, like, no. I, I, you would think that you would know that or you would guess that from my Instagram page, but I've had a lot of people message me that ask me, like, are you even from Serbia? <laughs> I'm like, well, my Instagram page says I'm Serbian. I think that'd be very weird if right. I wasn't. Boy, like, right? Why would I pick Serbia out of, like, Just any a, country yeah, in the world? we'll pick this one. <laughs> Random name generator. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But tell them, tell the, the thought, what the, now I'm lost in that. Tell the listeners about, like, when did you come over, like, all of that? Like, can I give the, that rundown? Uh, yeah, so, I mean, I originally came here when I was seven years old, from what I remember, and honestly, I've been back there quite a few times, uh, pretty much almost every year uh, since then. Was, I wouldn't say maybe every year, but, like, every other year, something like that, since I was that age, uh, up until the point in, until I was, like, 16 or 17, and I think that was the last time that I ever went back. Um and honestly, I would love to go back again, but it's just a matter of, you know, finding the time and money as well. And mm-hmm. <laughs> honestly, I know Kayla would love to go and check it out. So. <laughs> yes, I want to go. <laughs> no, and honestly, I have, you know, a good amount of family back there as well. So I'm definitely um, wanting to go sometime soon to go see how they are. And, you know, but honestly, like, I still have family here, too. Like, a lot of them moved over here and, you know they've created a great life and I think that was the main reason why any of us moved was just to be able to get much better opportunities here rather than over there because if you live there I mean the chances of you being able to achieve anything really is slim to none so is there um any famous Serbian bodybuilders or is there any is that like a big thing out there or is that Mm, not so much not uh, I think it's the same there as it is here uh it's not much of a difference in terms of I mean, yeah, maybe their insights and, you know, the things that we like to do maybe are slightly different, but, I mean, it's the same community. I mean, they all have people that do or are good at certain types of sports. Um, I'd say the most, like, the biggest ones are obviously, like, football or soccer, I guess, Mm. for Americans. Football. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What else? Tennis, uh, swimming, water polo. Bodybuilding is definitely not that big of a one, uh, mm. I wouldn't say. Not, I honestly don't know of any professional bodybuilders that are from Serbia originally. Maybe there might be one, uh, and I can't even recall his name. Mm. And I think that's it. So, I mean, me striving to become a professional, you know, IBB pro bodybuilder um, in the physique or the classic physique division would be great, you know, because there's almost none of those from <laughs> my country. So being mm. able to represent that would be huge to me. That'd be big. That'd be big yeah. for your country. Mm. Um, okay, so do you have any questions before moving on? No. Okay, so <laughs> that is uh, Dan's fitness story, where he came from, how he got into the fitness industry, and where he's at now. Now I want to talk about your setback. So in our previous episodes, we talked about a setback and how to come out of it, and things that have like affected us in a big way, and kind of told our story about it. So. Now the people want to hear about you and your story, um, which was actually a year ago today when you guys are listening to it on October 16th. It was exactly a year ago. So go ahead, and I don't know how you want to start this because I have a whole side of it too. But however, before you actually, let me just, I'm really thirsty and I really want to. Oh, you're disgusting. All right, go ahead. This is so. like the, uh, the key thing every uh Every yeah, I wasn't even going to get a monster, yeah. and then he's like, I'm going to need some energy. <laughs> <laughs> so we got one. So <clears throat> tell us about the accident on October 16th, and I will chime in as I feel. <laughs> Me too, because I was there. <laughs> yeah, you're like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> All right, tell Be- us. Before, yeah, before your time. That was before we met. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I mean, it's... It's nothing special um, other than I'd say, like, you know, what some people experience in their lives that, you know, it's just a freak accident, really. Um, I mean, what happened was I was on my way home from work uh, late at night. It was like 9, 9.30 at night, and obviously I was riding my bike, and um, I was on my way home from Export, which I was the first, you know, gym I originally started personal training at. That was where it all began. Mm. Um, in terms of actually, like, you know, working in a corporate structure facility. But, I mean, I've been training people before that for, like, what, two years, something like that on the side and whatnot. So, anyway, 
I was on my way back home and there was this I pull up at this light and there's this guy like next to me and he's like in this Chevy Camaro it's all like blacked out and obviously like I'm getting the feeling he wants to race or something and like he's, that. he's on a motorcycle because he hasn't addressed that he's riding yeah. a motorcycle yeah. no I, I, I said I was on a bike oh, I took you? my okay. bike to work yeah. a bicicleta <laughs> well, well I mean every, yeah that's right I guess a motorcycle to the people who don't you like know he's can riding, you imagine he's the riding a unicycle <laughs> the bicycle go ahead okay so Anyway, a motorcycle. So I was driving that on the way back, um, and we pull up at this light, and the guy's next to me, and he's you know kind of egging on the race, and we take the first left. It's basically like a one-way turn lane, whatever. Um, and as soon as we turn left, I take off, um, and he's like trailing like way behind me, and then out of nowhere, like I'm probably like at least half a mile, you know, three fourths of a mile down. And then I'm slowing down, like I'm probably, you know, going 60 miles an hour, maybe 70. And he starts, I see him like out of the rear view mirror, not until the last second, um, as I'm about to turn into that lane that he was in. So like, I'm imagining that he's like way far back and out of nowhere, like as I'm turning right into the lane that uh, he was in currently, I just see him like split second rear view mirror. He's like flying up on it, mm-hmm. like out of nowhere. And as I'm turning, I literally felt as if though he clipped my bike, like just from the back end tire of like probably like the front end of his car or whatever. And it just sent me pretty much sliding down the road. Um, which the worst part is that he didn't actually even stop. So mm-hmm. he just kept going. He literally like sped up as soon as he saw that. Um, wow, he's a hoe for that. You <laughs> fucking right, he is. Yeah, so that was definitely one of the you know things that angered me the most because God knows who it was, and he didn't even care to stop about it. So mm-hmm. definitely, I probably kept me I kept me up quite a few nights thinking about it. Like, damn, who the hell is this? You know, guy who's I really want to Yeah, like who the hell is this damn guy? <laughs> You know, so it really pissed me off. Like I was like, man, I I just want to find who the hell this guy was and you know really show him what's on my mind. Um, but I mean, you know, you can't really know and can't really help it. So there was no point in me even worrying about it, honestly, because it would have just you know stressed me out much more than it needed to be. Because mm-hmm. there was no way in hell I would have found out who it was or what happened. You know. So anyway, um, back to what I was saying. Uh, he sent me sliding. Oh, we were probably going like 70 miles an hour, and I slipped for probably like a football field's worth. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was a long time. So <laughs> originally, like as soon as I hit the ground, I slid for like probably not that entirely long. I slid for maybe like 20, 30 meters, and then as soon as that point hit, I started tumbling, and I probably tumbled over maybe like 20, 25 times in a full circumference. And the worst part was, like, I couldn't even stop myself. Like, I just kept going and going and going. And all I could do was just, like, keep everything tucked in and just wait for it to stop. That was it. Mm-hmm. And that was the worst feeling because I was like, how do I make this stop, you know? What? I'm shook. <laughs> okay. And, uh, yeah. And so as soon as I stopped, it, I immediately got up. I looked around make sure no cars were in the way, which is crazy because all the cars that were behind us, they were at least, like, you know, half a mile, maybe a full mile behind us. So that gave me enough time to pick up my stuff, you know, the backpack that I had, get it off the street, um, move away, and then go further down where my bike landed and you know, slid to and pick that bike up instantly, which I did. It literally felt like nothing and just moved it right off the road. You just picked the whole fucking bike up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it couldn't, and the worst part what is, is that like it was locked in place and I couldn't get the gear out. So the tire couldn't move at all. It couldn't spin. So I literally had to oh. drag the bike off the, you know, Oh, he did lift that bike. Yeah. Like, Ooh, and and one, two. <laughs> yeah, that was the worst. And then as soon as I did that, I looked down and my pants are just ripped to shreds and I'm bleeding entirely, like all through my, my thigh and my calf and, you know, my shin, everything's just soaked in blood mm. and i didn't even realize it I, it felt no pain whatsoever until i actually looked down and then i was like oh crap ouch <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. so um 
yeah i mean i was you know that's that was the biggest issue is that like i was wearing full protector gear everywhere except for my pants so that was the mm -hmm. only thing i wasn't wearing if i was wearing pants i probably would have been okay but i was wearing right. joggers because i was just at work and i like to be comfortable wearing joggers at work and honestly that was my mistake because i was wearing everything helm helmet gloves boots uh jacket everything so i was safe everywhere else except for my mm -hmm. legs Mm. So. so from so that's his side so now me being this is like 15 20 minutes or so prior to the accident actually this is a 45 minutes prior to the accident for, I got a weird feeling and I texted him and I was just like I think we were fighting throughout the day like mm -hmm. me and him just had a yeah. horrible day like in a relationship it was just not good we were fighting and he's coming home from work and I just got this urge I was eating ice cream with my mom and my niece wow, at Dairy Queen I'm fat <laughs> and I just got a weird feeling and so I texted him I was like I love you like I'll see you home soon and we get home and it's like the time that it is he was supposed he was done with the session at nine and he was supposed to be heading back after that and I'm just getting like really like antsy and I have I don't know if anyone else has this out there but I just have the, I always get weird feelings when people I love like something's happening my mom has it too and so um, I was just sitting there, I was getting very anxious, and I kind of like was started moving like towards my car, but I didn't know why and where I was going. And um, I get a call from Dan, and it's so fucking nonchalant. He's like, <laughs> hey, uh, um, I need you to pick me up, I've been in an accident. I'm sorry. Hello? Can you not start with, <laughs> hey, I'm great, but I need you to pick me up because I got in an accident. You know what I mean? Like, to start with the I'm great. Um, so I'm like, oh, my God, are you okay? Like, I'm freaking the fuck out. So get into my car, put that bitch in sport, <laughs> and drive to go get him. Good thing he was only, like, 10 minutes from my house. Um, and so I get to the location. I think there's two officers. And uh, he's in the back of the cop car. So the, I'm thinking, like, oh, my God, like, he's going to jail. I don't know why I would think that, but I'm he in fought panic somebody. mode. He <laughs> killed somebody. You know what I mean? So the cop gets out of the car, and he's, like, he's in bad shape. He is. He keeps denying the ambulance. The ambulance left. You need to get him to the hospital. And I'm like, okay. And the cop takes me to go um, – or actually, Dan gets out of the car first. And I'm and the cop's still talking to me, but I'm trying to look at Dan, and the cop is telling me so many information, so much information that I'm like, okay, I have to retain all this, but I'm also worried about him over there in the car, and like, there's so much going yeah. on, and so he gets out of the car, and he can like barely walk and put like weight on his leg, and so I'm thinking this guy is an idiot for denying the fucking ambulance. <laughs> right. So we get him into my car, and the cop takes me over to the scene of the accident, and literally shows me where his bike started and how far it slid, and like. You think of a football field, but when you're standing there and then you really see, like, the length of a football field and right. his bike and where it is, I'm just, like, fucking shook, as Sierra would say. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so he's just telling me all these fucking things. There's so many important things coming out of his mouth that I'm, like, I'm just so worried about Dan in the car. I get in the car and, like, we both, I started crying. And <laughs> this is so fucked up. I have no fucking gas, so we have to go to the gas station. <laughs> And um, we end up going to the gas station. I'm literally looking like a crazy bitch, crying at the pump and pumping my car. <laughs> and <laughs> Dan's in the car, losing a leg. And so <laughs> we go home. And this is where it got really, it, it got very serious very quickly. Um, one, as you guys know, I went to school for athletic training. So I've been trained in how to deal with, you know, like a medical situation um, with what I have. And Looking at him, like, being able to look at someone you don't know and, and aid them is so different compared to looking at someone you love and then trying to help them. Mm -hmm. When we got Dan in the house, my mom had a fucking heart attack, and um, we had to cut his pants off, cut his pants off, and when I saw his leg, I was like, you need to go to the emergency room. Like, you shouldn't have denied the ambulance. And just him being as stubborn as he is. Um, and... His leg was literally just ripped to shreds, even both ass cheeks, right? <laughs> both fucking ass cheeks were bleeding. So, like, yeah. Whoa. So we cut that his pants off, take his jacket off, um, his shirt that he still fucking wears till this day that has rip marks on it. Um, we took everything off. Vintage. Yeah, his whole upper body was fine, but his whole lower, his whole left leg was not okay. And it took about, like maybe 30 to 45 minutes to 
beg him to get to the hospital mm. because I'm looking at him like I don't know what to do. I can't help you. I literally everything I have ever learned has left my fucking brain and I'm in a panic mode. So <laughs> what level of pain were you in at that point? Uh, were you just like trying to deny it, like no I'm okay, I'm good, or like had you not like calmed down enough to like feel <laughs> the extent of what it was? I'd say probably since the accident I almost didn't feel any pain until it was at least like an hour and a half two hours after okay. the accident yeah. and that was when I was actually trying to calm down a little bit and just relax and as soon as I did that that's when the pain set in mm. and it was just brutal mm -hmm. like I just couldn't take it at one point because the entire time I was like man this isn't so bad at all like I'm, I'm fine like it maybe it looks bad but I feel fine it's fucking you know? legs ripped open so <laughs> when so did you not feel it before you went to the hospital and then you felt it at the hospital or you felt no, it like, like right before we decided to go yes. to the hospital oh, okay. was like when I felt the full extent. You were like, oh, okay, it's he, time. Yeah. He looked at me like it was like a this whole stubborn wall just fucking someone <laughs> fucking took a grenade and blew it up. And he looks at me and he's like, take me to the hospital. Yeah. And I was like. Fucking right, let's go. <laughs> yeah. So, woo, so yeah, but I mean that wasn't even the worst. I'd say when I actually got to the hospital, that was yes. when it was worse. When they actually started cleaning it, mm -hmm. um, got him admitted. Yeah, they were they, took in. they were scrubbing the whole thing down. Yep. And the problem was is that the so drugs bad. that they gave me, they weren't working at all. So I felt the full pain yep. of that. Oh no! He was screaming, yeah. and my hand was falling off because he was squeezing <laughs> it so hard. So. Yeah, he literally, they took a, if you think of like a toothbrush, right? Mm. Um, no. <laughs> yep. So a, almost a big, giant toothbrush. Yeah. Um, and then just squirting like the saline solution on it was enough for him to scream. Um, and then they're taking a toothbrush and scrubbing all the dirt off it, yeah. basically reopening anything that was kind of starting to close. Mm -mm. Um, mm -mm. Yeah, so we go to the hospital. We're in there for maybe like four hours, three or four hours. I think it was like two. Was it? It was pretty quick. It felt like yeah. fucking five days. So <laughs> we're, in the, we're in the hospital, and um, there's this one part on his... Uh, calf, like the front side of his uh, lower leg, and it's like really black. And so they're scrubbing and scrubbing, it, and the doctor literally tells him it's just the asphalt. <laughs> like when yeah. your leg hit the ground, like that, that's what it left. Yeah, he's like, yeah, it'll just come out within the next yeah, few days with the scab. Mm. I'm like, are you sure? Yeah. And he's <laughs> like, that's black, player. <laughs> yeah. That's black. <laughs> yeah, and no, he said it should be fine. And but uh, little did we know that that was necrosis and it was pretty much full dead on skin. Yep. And um, he sent me home with <laughs> pretty much infected skin and not knowing what it was. So mm -hmm. he was probably definitely like a new doctor there and probably his first week in the job, guarantee it. Because uh, he, he had no idea. He was younger, for yeah, sure. He was early 20s. He was the night shift. You know what I mean? It was just oh, like okay. some So like the ER like, doctor. Yeah, 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 basically. And then... I mean, they pretty much sent me home. They wrapped it up. They gave me some antibiotics, mm -hmm. some, you know, painkillers, and that was it. And then uh, everything was fine. It was okay until two days 40, later, yeah, 48, 48 hours, hours later, later, my entire leg was probably double, double or triple the size, the size yeah. that it was. So the whole leg was just mm -hmm. inflamed completely from the infection. And we go back and we tell the doctor, a new doctor, everything that happened. And he's like, oh, yeah, you need surgery. And I'm like, well, thank you oh. for telling me this. Um, wow. After yeah. this other doctor that worked here last night told me that I don't need it. So mm -hmm. if That's I... That's like I'm, two extremes. Like, yeah. wrap it up, you're good, oh, yeah. go. And that had to be like an emotional, like... Yeah. Roller coaster. Because you you're like, you're okay, fine. cool, like, whatever. Yeah. And then I'm like, looking at it, it's not okay, clearly. And mm -hmm. then he's like, oh, no, I know we told you you're <laughs> fine, and we just need to wash the yeah. asphalt off, but now you need surgery. Yeah. No, I mean, it was two completely different doctors, so I guarantee one, the new guy just didn't really know too much about it. And, you know, the other guy who was, you know, what, 40 years ago? He was years awesome. Old. He yeah. came in and was like, he knew exactly what he needed to do, and he was very, mm. very. He yeah. handled Dan and like, like he was just—he was very good with that patient like relationship, mm. I guess in a way. He was just yeah. good and he was, but he was yeah. also very aggressive at the same time, which aggressive. was terrible for me because the pain I was in was drastic in certain parts because he honestly was just doing his job and he's like, doesn't really matter like what I'm feeling mm. as long as he's just getting the job done. Um, but he, do you want me to tell this part about surgery? No, uh, I mean, if you want, yeah, sure. Well, because he wasn't, so, for surgery, so we were ended up being in hospital for, I think, five days total. Mm -hmm. yeah. And um, we got in the next day. He scheduled him for surgery. He goes in for surgery. And this whole time, mind you, it's just me and Dan. 
right? Like my mom was very not there. His parents work and nobody was there. So I'm basically mother hen, right? And so Dan um, goes in for surgery and they this, the surgeon says that they're just going to scrape it, right? They're mm -hmm. just going to clean everything out, get a sample of it. Um, and see if it's like uh, something that's like getting into his blood and that if he needs to like, is he gonna lose the leg, right? Well, during surgery, I'm just sitting there literally not knowing what's going on. The doctor comes out and sits down and goes, we took um, like part of his, like the, literally the word that he says, he says, we took part of his leg. And I'm like, what? Hello? What do you mean? You went in there to scrape his leg and you took part of his leg. And he's like, what? He's like, well, we took um, about like the size of a donut, right? Um, oh, you know that size. Both of y'all. <laughs> Very well. Very well. About the size of a donut um, of skin all the way down to the muscle. So it was about two centimeters. Mm -hmm. So you could see his entire muscle. Yeah. So they just it was all dead, and the doctor said that if we would have brought him in any later, that it could have gone into the muscle and then into the blood, and they would yep. have had to that would have take had to his leg. Chop my leg off. So yeah. if that would have actually happened, I would have had that other doctor to blame and probably sue him too. <laughs> yeah, give us all your money. Got money. <laughs> no, because that's ridiculous. Because I, I couldn't believe that the difference between the two doctors and what yeah, they like, told me. Like it was unbelievable, and that's what kind of leads into make sure you get a second opinion on anything that you mm -hmm. do or anything that you go in to see the doctor for. So because you never know what the other one. But might But how say. can you not tell the difference as a doctor? Do you know what I'm saying? Like how how can you not tell the difference between black. asphalt? And necrosis. It was Hello? like literally fried. It looked yeah. like a fucking fried turkey breast on its fucking Um okay, wow, this is gonna this podcast is getting really long. But <laughs> so uh <clears throat> recovery, right? Mm. We had a, a in home nurse come every other day to mm. unwrap his leg. I think it was every day at first, wasn't at it? At first it was every day, I think. Yeah. Tara, I think was her name. She was yeah. fucking awesome. We loved her. And um, they had to, so mind you, right, once you take the dressing out, it's his muscle. Right. So you can see his muscle. Um, so, oh, there's a car <laughs> alarm going off. Oh, it's over there. All right, don't mind Anymore. that. That's great. Yeah. But, <laughs> seriously? Um, <laughs> so when they take the dressing out of, out of the wound, that's really fucking annoying. When they take the dressing <laughs> out of the wound... <laughs> Dan would literally scream at the top of his lungs because they had to pump yeah. so much morphine into him for them to even do anything. Mm -hmm. So every day or every other day, the nurse is coming in, pulling all the shit out of that hole mm -hmm. in his leg, cleaning it out, and then redoing it. And eventually I was doing it twice a day or once a day or something yeah. like that. Mm -hmm. So twice we went through tons, thousands and thousands of dollars worth of medical supplies at the house I felt like I was an in-home nurse that I was not trained no. for mm. but I mean paid? no it was, it was wow. <laughs> free, huh? but I mean so moving forward with you what is so getting back into the gym like coming mm. from that accident what did you learn um and and how was it how hard was it getting back into the gym uh I think that entire time off I actually you know it, granted, yes, like the time off from the gym was kind of nice in a way, but at the same time, I was just like ready to go back as soon as I could. Um, so the anticipation really like dawned on me because I was just I couldn't sit anymore, just do nothing, mm -hmm. and that like really pissed me off. And I just wanted to get back into it as soon as possible. So me being able <clears throat> to do that, I'd say what maybe two weeks after the surgery. Mm -hmm. I think that's how long it was until I actually was able to fully work out where yeah. I wasn't feeling any pain. Um, or too much inflammation where I just couldn't walk. And at that point, it was, you know, it was just like anything else, just like kind of starting over again in mm -hmm. a way. And it really took a lot out of me in terms of, you know, mentally, like, damn, I'm, you know, <laughs> I'm terrible right now and it's going to take me a long time to get back into where it was. And it's just a lot of hard work. And I think that would also like motivated me a lot because it's a challenge, you know, and I wanted mm -hmm. to, you know, get past the challenge of myself and you know, get myself to you know where I was or even better than where I was before so it was difficult not gonna lie but you know it's possible anyway in any way shape or form for anybody mm -hmm. you know when they're going through something like that 
Did so. you do any type of like physical therapy or anything, or because it like didn't get into the muscle or anything like there was, n- they didn't offer that. Um, or, the like, only, I mean, the only thing I did was just stretching, uh, yeah. because I had no range of motion of it whatsoever because yeah. it was locked in place. Even his hip was like there was barely. Anything. Yeah, so I think yeah, the biggest problem was getting back into doing lower body workouts because Mm -hmm. I had no range of motion whatsoever no Mm -hmm. flexibility so before I even did that I had to do a few days of just stretching it out um getting a full range of motion back slightly before I even got back into it contracting the muscle yeah being able to understand how to (laughs) my muscle connection works again because I kind of lost that after being just on my ass for two weeks quite literally yeah so um but no it was tough I think it took me what two months to get back into it and uh, the doc- completely. The doctor said it was going to take, like, they didn't even have, they couldn't even put a timeline on it because of how long they thought it was going to be. They thought yep. he was going to have to get skin grafts, all this. Mm. The motherfucker, like, grew a half inch of skin, or a half inch, Jesus, a half <laughs> a centimeter of skin within a week. A half an inch. Yeah. <laughs> so the doctors were very blown Spider-Man. away with his recovery. No, I mean, literally. yeah, they said by, so the accident was October, and they said by December or January, January. beginning of next year, yeah. they said you're still going to have a pretty big large hole in your leg and actually by that time my leg was fully healed yeah so they were Mm -hmm. completely surprised they were like how is this they didn't even understand like how it grew back Mm -hmm. so quickly um and neither do we so do you think your health like how like um healthy you are like nutritionally and and how you were before that do you think that had anything oh yeah i definitely think that helped out quite Mm -hmm. a bit because i think you know being able to properly you know utilize nutrients and you know force them to the right places i think it just sent my body on a whirlwind in a way and my body understood what it needed to do just Mm -hmm. heal it that portion as quick as possible because nothing like that has ever happened to me before like i've never gotten into an accident i never had any surgery i never broke any bones nothing so that was the first time and i think being as in good shape as i was and Mm -hmm. still actually working out like even though it wasn't nearly healed, like pretty much right at its beginning stages, helped out drastically. Yeah. So um, having that fitness background <laughs> definitely helped heal it up quite a bit. So going in, because we are, we're going, we're going pretty far on time here because that's <laughs> yeah. a really good story. But um, do you have any, we're going to get into our weekly email and our outro, but do you have anything to say before saying goodbye to the listeners, any advice, anything that's on your mind, anything like that? Um... I'd say, you know, whatever happens, you know, if anything happens in your guys' life, it doesn't really matter. Any setbacks, um, I think you can get past it with just a little bit of time and effort, you know, and patience. That's a big one because I know, like, me specifically being where I was, the first thing I wanted to was just get back into it as quick as possible. And for it taking as long as it did, I was, you know, definitely testing my patience quite a bit because I was like, man, like, why is this taking so long? Like, it's just driving me insane. You know, I was doing this before, like, now I'm using like half the weight, you know, mm-hmm. of what I was. And that just really pissed me off. And I think, you know, being in that space and not, you know, if I didn't have anybody around me, then it would have been difficult very difficult because I would always be in my head telling myself like I can't do this you know Mm -hmm. I can't get back to where I was like this is really pissing me off but you being around me and everyone else that were just kind of supporting me and get me through it really helped out dramatically so you know having people around you and being patient with it will help you get past anything that's going on in your life whether it's physical mental doesn't really matter so all right well thank you for sharing your story fitness um, setback, all that. We know that's not easy, nor was it easy to go through. Um, and I mean, Sierra last week opened up to another level to me mm-hmm. and other people. Uh, so, yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. We course. love Dan. We do no, love I'm Dan. I'm glad to be on the show. <laughs> you can follow him at the underscore Serbian on uh, Instagram. Okay. So, Going into our weekly story, um, we have an email. You guys know, send your emails and your stories into fit versus fat podcast at gmail.com, and you may, may, may <laughs> be featured. So this week, um, we have quite a long one. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to read it. There's a squirrel. There is a squirrel. <laughs> We're all distracted. <laughs> all right. So. It says, hey, Kay, so you asked for the story of me bringing Nick to the gym. So this is my cousin and her boyfriend, just for a little bit of an insight. 
Um, and let me tell you, it was interesting. Mind you, this is his first experience going to the gym since high school, maybe even freshman year of college, so six years ago. We had to go get gym shoes for him. Four months ago, I got this membership to Planet Fitness to bring a friend, so Nick convinced me to get that one. Since I'm a great girlfriend, I said, okay. Now, four months later, here we are. We're about to leave for his first day at the gym. First, he puts on one of his nicer v-necks at this moment i'm like are you okay <laughs> that v-neck is going to become a u-neck if you work out in it <laughs> it reminded me of people who wear jeans to the gym had to take them to explore the t-shirt life or any type of workout clothing then he goes yikes i don't have headphones luckily i had an extra pair gave him the pair and he goes all right one more thing can i use your spotify <laughs> No. Since I don't pay for multiple accounts, it was a hard no and had to recommend Pandora to him. 30 minutes later, we're off. We get there, sitting in the parking lot. Oh, sorry, I just messed up. We get there, sitting in the parking lot. He tells me he is nervous. I felt really bad because I feel his pain of going into a gym that you have never been before. It can be awkward. Like, do I still remember how to work out? Where's the arm machines? You know, the little things. But anyways, I had to teach him gym etiquette of cleaning your machine, which is so important. Nobody wants to sit in your sweat. He did like over three miles in 30 minutes, so he's killing the game. Now he makes me go every day, and we are even doing a smoothie diet together now. That was a good story. Because I think it's hilarious that, one, like having a girl, a female, bring her boyfriend to the gym. Because usually I feel like it's right. opposite. The right. guy brings the girl into the gym. Yeah. Um, thank you, Tori. Her name's Tori. That's my cousin. Thank Thanks, you, Tori, Tori, for sending in Nick's story. Please make sure that you and Nick listen to this and share this with everyone <laughs> so that everyone can laugh at Nick. Um, moving forward into our review of the week, if you guys know already, you guys do know because our reviews multiplied by, oh, I don't know what the number is, <laughs> but um, super proud of you guys with coming through with the reviews this week, and now we should be covered for the next couple weeks, but that doesn't mean you stop writing them, okay? This one says, the best podcast ever. I love this podcast so much because I can relate, and so can a lot of other people when it comes to fitness and health on both sides of the spectrum. Also, the fact that they make it hilarious at the same time makes it even better. Keep up the good work. Flex emoji, flex emoji. Oh, we're hilarious. I know. And famous. And famous at the same time. So that is all we have today. Send your uh, emails in to fitversusfatpodcast at gmail.com. Write us a review because we obviously know that you love listening to us. Yep. Right? If now you don't, we know. Now You've we told know. Us. You have told us, but not enough of you have told us. Um, thank you for listening to At the Serbian Story today and for tuning into this longer podcast. And, um, yeah. Hey. That's all we got. That's all she wrote for the day. That's all she ever wrote. All right. Send us your stories in. Leave a review. And have a great fucking week. Bye. Bye. Cue the music. Do-do-do-do-do. 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 Do-do-do.